Welcome to Hot Salad World, baby. Ay, hace mucho calor. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode three of the Dork Side podcast. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I am always as what? I am Mike, as always. <laughs> Aren't you just always Mike when you wake I'm up just, in the morning? I'm always Mike. Who are you always? <laughs> I tend to be always Dan. We but... tend to tend to <laughs> wake up that way. Maybe not me so much. I don't know. I changed. I don't, day yeah, to day. you wear like costumes and uh, stuff. I don't know what your deal is. I'm always Mike. I can promise you that. Um, yeah. So we kind of Dan. Last week we talked a lot about the uh, the upcoming the Batman movie. Mm. Uh, it's always so confusing to say it, isn't it? Because it has the in the title, so it's the like, the Batman the the Batman movie. Uh, yeah, the Ben Affleck Batman movie. And uh, how Ben Affleck had walked as a director, and they had found Matt Reeves. But we predicted it here because we're so good. We said oh, the business, so good. the business is so good, is so 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 great at so podcasting. The best huge. podcasters, huge podcasters. Um, we said the business is fickle. We said he hadn't signed on the dotted line, and lo and behold, Matt Reeves walked. I can't believe it. It was like we were. Friggin' channeling it. Well, you know, I think we've start. seen it happen before, especially with these DC movies. I mean, we've seen multiple directors walk away from the Flash movie. We've seen a lot. We saw a director walk away from the Wonder Woman movie. I just think there's a lot of precedent there. So obviously, I mean, I want to make us seem dope for predicting that, but it, it's not like <laughs> no, there was no there was no precedent there. It happens all the time. Yeah, unfortunately. It I just it's just a shame yeah, that things need to always be reported because then it makes it seem like it's news, but it's like now it's just a yep, I'll believe it when they sign. Exactly, exactly. There's just so much so much reason to believe the opposite when they come out right. with reports like oh they found a director. It's it's a shame, but uh, there was a lot of chatter afterwards also uh, around you know, Ben Affleck's involvement in the movie. In, in the movie, there was first a rumor that came out from John Campia with Collider Movie Talk. He said that he had heard from his sources that Ben Affleck no longer wanted to play Batman. Ben Affleck right. probably contractually have to play Batman in this Batman movie, but after that, pretty much be free to walk. Then Hollywood Life another came out with another report from a source close to Ben Affleck, and they said, like no, family not true. Yeah, it was somebody very close to him said, that's not true. There's no truth to it. He's excited. He's ready to roll. Do the movie. Stay involved. Right. So, I mean, this really begs a larger question, doesn't it? Because we rolled through a lot of, with, with all these movies, with all these comic book movies, with Star Wars, any of these movies, these big ones that people pay a lot of attention to when it comes to casting and director choices and how the movie's being handled behind the scenes, I mean, I, I tell me your thoughts on this. I really don't think it's worth reading into it as much as we do sometimes. Oh, no. I, I mean, it, it, this is a culture now of just like, just a, a, any time an actor farts that are in these movies, <laughs> it has to be reported as like, as news. And I'm getting, and you know what? I'm a, I'm the Batman fan. And it is like so, I don't want to give a crap about Affleck anymore. I don't want to hear about it. I'm just like so toasted on this whole Affleck topic. I've been toasted and double toasted and I don't want to hear about it anymore. Yeah. It's like my my ears are ringing every single, and it just, it's not just this. It's Star Wars, 
it's pictures from the sets, it's it's the Avengers movies, it's anything that nerds like needs to be reported, double reported, triple reported, and it's like this. I heard this guy likes lentil soup. He that means he won't be playing Captain America anymore. It's like you, you know, it's it's every little single detail yeah and... i, I love i love the official stuff that comes out like we were talking last week about those behind the scene videos that that marvel has been doing um and that, that have come out in certain situations and you know casting news anything that is really that's official or at least reported in reliable sources like variety of the hollywood reporter stuff that you can trust i'm all for that kind of stuff but like you said people leaking pictures on the set and people trying to speculate over and having all these conflicting reports yeah. it's tiring and it's it's pointless because at the end of the day we go through all this and who knows in 2019 2020 we could be sitting here and the batman 2 could be coming out and ben affleck could be like i love this and i'm really excited to be a part of this we don't know and a yeah. lot of this is just way speculated 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 way too much and i think i think i think the community as a whole the fan community behind all these movies needs to cool it a little bit um because i don't really want to talk about it and i I feel like when you get fans like us tired then that really shows that you've went over the top with it yeah i mean like it's just it's so incredible to me how nothing can always be seen as as something like yeah i'm sure that right now affleck is not happy with his contract with warner brothers but that doesn't mean that he wants to leave the role of batman and even if he did want to leave the role of batman just let him go just let him go but then you have the fans meddling in it to make it worse now it's gotten to the point where when i see when i see an article that says variety or hollywood reporter on it I just totally, I'm like, shit, it's real. <laughs> I mean, like, and just, I knew this Matt Reeves things stunk when, when neither of those people reported it. Yeah, I was like, it's not happening. Something about it didn't feel right. Even, honestly, even they did later on report it. And, and even then, it, it didn't, something just didn't feel right about it. Whenever somebody, the, the situation seemed so shaky with these movies. Yeah. It, it felt that way, like I said, with The Flash, with Wonder Woman. Nothing felt like set in stone and i really feel that way about this movie because we don't know much the script yeah. apparently we've again it's all but it's all leaks it's all oh the script's great oh the script's terrible and they're reworking it i don't know why it seems this movie sort of takes it to the next level i've heard every which way about this movie that it's going to be the best thing ever that it's going to be the worst thing ever that affleck loves it that affleck hates it that the studio loves it the studio hates it i don't know what it is with this particular movie that's kind of stuff happens like we said with star wars and with other movies yeah. But people really, really go in a hardcore on this movie. I really hope it bombs and then they just can this whole universe. But it's not going to happen. I mean, like, I, I mean, they've said every week there's an announcement of a new movie. I think, well, I mean, I think this movie is, I think the universe is going to bomb before we get to this movie. I think the, the path that we're on, um, especially if Wonder Woman and Justice League don't do well and aren't, aren't received well, uh, which I think that might be part of the reason why they're pushing and pushing and pushing all these other movies. Obviously, I think we, you know we've sort of touched on it. By the time Justice League comes out, at least Aquaman looks like it'll be in the can. Right. Other movies might be as well. Um, but at some point, you gotta if you gotta look at it. If you're really still unhappy with the trajectory of how everything's going, at some point you gotta can it. And I think. If they're going to can it, it's going to be before this Batman movie. If we make it to this Batman movie, 
it's not going to stop. It's going to keep going, keep going, keep going. But yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, it's really I, a shame to see these characters portrayed and just thrown up like this. It's it's so it's so disheartening. It's a shame they couldn't get it. They couldn't get it right. Uh, I mean, it, it's it shouldn't be this difficult to to get a franchise off the ground. I mean, when Warner Brothers, the big thing this franchise was supposed to do was provide Warner Brothers with their bread and butter after Harry Potter. Harry Potter ended in what 2000 and uh, 2011 I think yeah. was, was the last movie yeah. and Man of Steel came out in 2013 yeah. um, they still had the Dark Knight movies at that point going into 2012 and then 2013 this universe started um, this was supposed to be how they made their money how they like this was their tentpole and it shouldn't have been that hard for them to establish that, but I think they just tried too hard and they put too much faith in the wrong people and we're at where we're at. But, you know, hopefully, I don't know. I just wanted to, I, I want one of these, I think if one of these movies ends up being okay or decent or good even, then this whole Affleck thing will stop along with all these other movies, these constant fictional rumor mills because I think that's what people are waiting for. That's why people are so... Maybe I'm going to answer my own question. I think people speculate so much because they don't have anything good to stake, you know, to, to stake their claim in. It's, it's everything is... Everything has been bad to this point, so everyone's watching with bated breath, like, for the next one. Oh, man, it's going to be good. Oh, my God, this one has to be good, right? Oh, well, I heard this isn't going to be good. I hear this isn't going to be good. This is going to be good, though. This is. It's just... I think that's why. I mean, yeah. what do you think? No, yeah, I mean, I mean, think about this. I, I, I think, I think this way. Like, it's always once the shoe drops that everyone scrambles and goes, "We need to nitpick and look for every piece of news we can." Yeah. And they turn everything into news because we need to make sure that this series is good because they gave us crap. It's only once you make something awful, do the fans start lashing and like looking and scouring and think about like episode eight so far the last jedi how many rumors have you heard about that movie none Very you've heard yeah, none. like you said you get because the occasional you get the occasional set because no one the, the difference is no one's worried yeah no once people have cause to worry they scramble like rats but if they don't if you have not given them a reason to they wait and go i can't wait for just a piece someone to show me something to the fact that Josh Gad um, is in a Josh is doing Gad. a movie with Daisy Ridley, the star of um, of Episode Eight, and he's like pretending like, "Can you give me something?" It's been so secretive, and they they keep their they keep their hats so well attached to their head that that um, no one knows what's going on, and no one cares to. Exactly, you're waiting for the magic of the trailer to be the magic of the trailer, and and that's the beautiful part of of waiting for this movie but once you create a crap film that's it that's you can no longer be trusted the by the fans come and the fans will start looking for you like the mob they will not stop the angry mob will not stop until you make me something good yeah and that's unfortunately what happened here remember all the rumors about fan four stick uh, the Fantastic Four reboot from Ooh. last year. How many how many rumors there were about that movie? Yeah, a lot because it was bad. Usually, when there's a lot of rumors, it's bad. Luckily, there's been so many rumors about this other shit that no one's friggin' said a damn thing about Wonder Woman, which I'm very surprised. I think I I mean I think it's sort of like the denial phase still. I think until, for whatever reason, Justice League and Batman seem to be, like, the point where people are are looking to, to, like, I think, 
I think honestly, if Wonder Woman's bad, I think people will still be willing to give it a pass because I think we're all still in denial that, oh, you know what? They might have not not have gotten the point when they were making Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman they were still making back before we saw the reception to Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad. Like, right. So I, I think for that reason, people would still are, are still in the denial phase and still would give Wonder Woman a pass if it's bad. I, I'm anything not. anything after that. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I personally am not. I'm I have. High hopes for that movie because Gal Gadot is so good in Batman vs Superman. I really I thought she was a high point of that movie, which was subpar, uh, to say the least. But I mean, I haven't been given much reason to be optimistic otherwise. So we'll see what We've happens. We've only had in one trailer. Yeah. For this movie that comes out good. pretty soon in movie world, yeah. we have only gotten one thing. Yeah, and it looks and it looks cool. I it mean, looks I, alright. I mean, like it looks like the best fan film I've ever seen. So, I mean, and that's saying a lot because there's not been many. I mean, That's harsh criticism. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it, it looks good. It looks good, but I, I don't understand why it needed to take place when it did. Um, I also don't understand the need. I, I really, please, someone, God, please do not try and make Wonder Woman cool. She is cool. She doesn't need to be made cool. And that's my fear for this movie. It's like, let's try and make Wonder Woman cool. Like give her like quippy lines and stuff. Make Wonder Woman uh, in the first place. This is our first outing with Wonder Woman. Let's not try and make her cool. She is cool. You don't need to give her sticky dialogue to be like, "Um, woman, hear me roar. That's in her character. Just let her roar and let her be cool. You don't need to make make dialogue to um, suit the uh, the cool factor of the character, yeah, and see, I just hope that this isn't a movie of see see she's cool she's cool and she's a woman uh, she's cool and she's a, she's a woman, but she is cool. Wonder Woman has always been and always will be cool. She doesn't yeah. need to be made cool. She doesn't need the Hollywood machine to tell her she's cool. She just is. I mean, she's look just at, yeah. as cool look, as Batman look at and Ray, Superman look off at, the bat. Look at Ray in The Force Awakens. Like, yes, she was a woman, but it was never like a point. Oh, please. Uh, people call her Mary Sue character, yeah, too. Yeah, that was, but that that's was dumb. Yeah, they still do, though. Stupid I was reading comments them. last week about it, and I was like, hey, people are dumb. Yeah, but the thing, the thing with Ray is like, she was a woman, and that was like never the focus. It was never like, see, look how cool this girl is. It was, it was. She was just, uh, she was a cool character, just a so really happened. powerful ca- that happened to be a woman. I think that's the same thing with Wonder Woman. She's a really powerful, and you know, I don't get me wrong. I think you know, if she she should be a symbol for you know all the young girls out there and all the all the women that want to look up to having an awesome, powerful female superhero. Absolutely, but. I don't think it, like you said, I don't think it has to be made a focus because I think it's inherent that she's awesome. Yeah. And I, I think, like you said, you know, and I think it, I think they handled that well in Batman yeah. vs. Superman. She wasn't, like, they never made it a focus that she's a woman. Like, she she was just clearly was a very powerful woman. woman. Could, and it yeah. was cool. And, and it was, it was yeah. like, wow, how awesome when she came in in the, in the third act of the film the way she did. Yeah. It was, like, just so magical. And I just – I. You know what? Like the the editing of that film and a lot of the writing ruins the movie. But when those three characters were standing together, that, was that cool. movie, the end, the third act of that film, from the beginning of the third act to the end of it, is there. There's no bad scene from yeah. it. It all ha- the mo- Batman v Superman happens in the third act. Like the movie itself takes place for me in the third act, and the third act of that film that is a good movie. Like undeniably so. From the moment we see 
Superman on the Rooftop with Lex Luthor on till the end is a good movie. There's no bad scene. I just I, I I didn't love the way that they handled Doomsday and just like the way that he was shoved into the movie. I felt the the way that I looked at that movie was every scene with Batman was good, and other than that, meh. You know what? And every scene with Wonder I only Woman think was I, good. I only think that Doomsday didn't work only because Jesse Eisenberg didn't work. If you would have had Lex Luthor from the Justice League unleash Doomsday on Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, no one would have blunk. Or blinked, blinked, blunk. Blink, blink, blunk. Um, no, and and I, I honestly, I honestly think that's a testament to him not working, not Doomsday not working. Because in the comic there, book, yeah. Doomsday is created by Lex. Yeah, but so I think there like, was, I, I think there was a more, or I think you're right. I think it has the way to, it, it has. It was to the way do. he was created in the middle of the story. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying to pretend that the third act is the only piece of the movie. We don't see how Doomsday is created. We don't see who he's created by. We just see Superman flying off to fight Superman. Uh, Superman flying off to fight Batman, rather. Um, and then the end of the movie happening and Doom we forget how Doomsday was made. Just that he's there. The rest of that movie happening the way it happened was just cool. If you don't look at Lex Luthor or you don't look at the surrounding film, and that's all I'm talking about. I mean, like, I don't know if I'm talking I about look- cool factor as the team working on the team dynamic and honestly, Superman in that scene was great. And it was just the way Wonder Woman the only scene in the movie he was great. It was. It really, really, truly was the only scene where he Honestly, was yeah. Great. I, I mean, I don't know if I could look at, if I could pinpoint one part of that movie that was great. There were scenes that I thought were great. Hmm. Um, I respect that. Yeah, but we sort of veered off here. So hopefully, you know, that movie wasn't great. Hopefully Wonder Woman will be better. And hopefully by the time we get to this Ben Affleck movie, people will stop just rumor creating everything. You know, just, it's It's getting tired. And I'm sick yeah. of it. Dan's sick of it. So stop it creating your own news. Yeah, you know, you can speculate. That's what this podcast is most of the time. Yeah, it's just gonna be speculating, man. It's you don't speculation, have to dig it. but it's and not fake news. It's not fake news. No, we just tell you our opinions, and if you can go screw you guys, you suck. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like yeah, sure. We can. <laughs> what he said. Yeah, you know what? Fine. I guess I suck. You know, that's fine. You do. It's My true. opinions, horseshit. I whatever you want. Whatever you want. <laughs> like. I, I, However you want to put it, but we're not news creators, man. We're just here to facilitate the 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 genre yeah. and a conversation about it. You just know, to talk to you guys. Yeah. Um. And speaking of conversation, let's have one about one of the uh, one of the bigger superhero franchises uh, that is continuing in the coming weeks. So uh, the X Men franchise. Woo woo Um. Yeah, the next installment in the X-Men franchise is coming out in a couple weeks, and obviously we will talk about it on here once we've seen it. But right oh, now, yeah. we have not seen Logan yet. And uh, I figured, you know, we figured that a good... I think a lot of fans feel the same way about, about the Wolverine character. We have not seen Logan yet. But they will! <laughs> they will. He, Hopefully. This movie looks cool. I have high hopes. Um, but we figured a good way to prepare for Logan... Uh, would be to dive back into the other nine X-Men movies oh and uh, sort of rank them, talk about why we feel the way that we feel about them, see uh, see how they stack up against each other. Because the X-Men franchise has been going on for a long time, so I think you sort of lose sight of some of the uh, some of the other movies in the franchise and how they stack up against one another. So uh, with that being said, let's dive into it. Dan, mm. do you want to give me uh, your sort of, let's let's call this the, uh, the bottom six, and then right. we'll, we'll go through the top three together. Alrighty, number nine, we have X-Men Apocalypse. What a duty movie. Wow. 
I thought you were going to say Days of Future Past because you were doing the Dinklage voice there. Oh, I no. Was really that was a Dinklage voice? It was. Sorry. Oh, boy. I cannot wait to give you my number nine. That was more <laughs> like. That was more like Tazon Day. All right. Let's Tazon see. Day. Number eight. <laughs> X Men 3. Three, the last stand. Oh boy, that I just don't like. I don't know what it is about that movie. It's funny. We we just watched Hell or High Water, and Ben Foster was so good in that movie. You kind of forget that he was Angel in X Men: The Last Stand, and he was not good at all. I think he wants to forget it. Too. I think he. I was only in Hell or High Water. I was in no X Men movies. Number seven, and it pains me to put it here because there are parts of this movie I lived and loved and breathed. Um, X Men Origins: Wolverine. Um, is gonna have to be number seven. Wow, you made it. They made it that high up the list, huh? It. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Because I can, even though I'm a huge Wolverine fan and I liked bits of that movie a lot. Um, there's a lot of problems with it. Yeah. I think no, I'm. Of... I'm saying I thought it was so problematic. I thought it would have been lower. Oh no, no. Um, you know what? It gets a pass because of sheer cool factor that that um, I don't think Apocalypse or X Men Three had. True. So I, I had point. to put it farther up my list because you do have really cool. You have Wolverine, Logan through time. You have him as a child. You have him. Um, you have him running through time with Sabretooth. You Those see him first in the Vietnam scenes War. Those are really cool. Yeah, you're right. Really there are excellent. Some cool and then there are cool moments with Victor. Um, as Sabretooth, there are some really cool moments in there. Um, and at the end of the movie, the the last showdown, and you have like you have some cool moments with the other uh, cast of characters. You get to see like uh, I really like the scene where Wade Wilson is like screwing up this whole uh, drug drug cartel operation. And yeah, don't, don't, very cool. Can never forget that we got our first taste of of Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson. You know, oh, everyone yeah. everyone thinks about the end when he's Deadpool, and it, I mean. Yeah. I use that term very loosely because he's not Deadpool. He's got his mouth sewn shut. He's, he's like, X-11. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, but there are scenes early in the movie where he's Wade Wilson, and he is very much, pretty much the same character that we got in Deadpool. So Not X-11, Weapon 11. Weapon 11. Weapon X is oh, yeah, Wolverine. Right. Um, um, but yeah, so you have... Um, then you have... At six for me, and I was just debating switching it, but I'm not going to. I'm going to be true to my list here. We have... <laughs> X-Men First Class at six. Um, didn't really connect with me um, on a huge level as a film. I mean, I loved the Magneto stuff in it. I, I really dug it. But a lot of it's forgettable for me, uh, albeit a very good movie, like undeniably. Um, it just it, – it, it makes it – to, I think that it's a comfortable place at six here because it's not, and it's not for being a bad movie. It's middle of the pack. It's just middle, mid ground. Like this was the first of its kind. It also a very uncomfortable place for me to be as a fan of this um, franchise, and it was the start of a very rocky timeline. Um, then at five, I have X Men Two. Um, I put that before X Men First Class because it was more of. What I loved the first time, simply, uh, it was just more, more, more content than the first movie. Thought it had a cool story. Um, and then number four is X Men: Days of Future Past. Really cool, solid movie. A little bit better than X Men: First Class, which took six, which is why this is two, two more up. It was the old cast. It was the new cast. It made everything cool. It kind of gave meaning to things and um, brought some things back in the end and on the, on the back burner. I just thought it was really, really um, an excellent take 
on uh, the story, and I really liked the characters and the way they're portrayed. I thought there were some really funny moments in the movie. Very, very, very good. Um, how about you, Mike? What do you, what do you have? All right, well, this, I'm, this, I'm glad uh, our lists are our lists are pretty different. So we we did not show each other our lists beforehand because no. I, I wanted to be surprised. Um, so last place on my list in uh, coming in at number nine, X Men Origins Wolverine. That wow. movie. That movie. I mean, I I think it connected with you more because you love Wolverine so much. Yeah. I just found it to be a sloppy mess. Hmm. I, I thought they tried to fan service way too much by trying to squeeze in too many characters. They had to put Absolutely. Blob and Gambit and Deadpool, but they just didn't put any like meaningful focus on any of those characters. They just tried to squeeze in, you know can't be stupid versions of them yeah will i am oh, oh my god will i am was in that movie you're right um yeah it was just i mean i it definitely had a tie points like i said those first few scenes are really cool uh i think uh saber truth is really cool uh what's his name victor creed i'm lee of schreiber yeah okay yeah. i don't know why i blinked on his name there lee of schreiber was really good in it hugh jackman's good as always but it was only so much that that those things can can do for you. I think for the most part, the bad outweighed the good, especially once you creep towards the end. And... But let's just both agree on the fact that you have Wolverine ascending from a barn that is being blown up on a motorcycle. I think that's just that's worthy of that's worthy of my number seven spot. I think that was cool, but I'll also counter <laughs> with the, I'll counter with the fact that after uh, after however many movies were made, what was was that the the fourth X Men movie? At that oh point. yeah, yeah, yeah. So after four, after three other X Men movies where it wasn't a problem, they suddenly couldn't CGI his claws anymore. If you don't remember this, look it up on YouTube. For some reason, his claws started to look like the the T one thousand in in Terminator two. Oh yeah, they were bad. T one thousand. T one thousand. Oh yeah, T eight. You know what happened with that movie? Uh, yeah, they just started to look like liquid. It was really strange. What happened was when the move before that movie lost a lot of money. What happened was before the movie was finished. Um, it leaked online. You're right. It did and leak. I forgot about that. it was a that. huge deal. And it was before the visual effects were even finished. And so the story goes, trickle down. I'm not reporting this as news uh, from our all the conversation. <laughs> but the trickle down was once it had already been downloaded, it was downloaded by millions of people. Because mm. it was close enough to being finished that like you would watch it and go, like, I got the gist of this movie. A lot of things were wireframe and you know, not finished yet. And the story goes that by the time that they found out how many people watched it, they had to put out a, they did put out an official statement being like, please still go see the movie. If you're going to see it, it's going to be, it's going to be much better. It's not finished what you saw. It's not a full representation. But then the story is they went, sorry, I'm going to curse guys. Fuck it. Who cares? We, it was already released. Millions of people saw it. Just here you go. Here's a very crudely finished, here you go. There I you believe done. that done. actually. That's, that's the Fuck only. It. Who cares? That's the only. That's the only fair explanation as to how the visual effects got worse after they made. The, one of the first X Men movie came out in the '90s and it was better, um, yeah. effects wise. Uh, yeah. So I, I have to put that one last on my list. Number eight, and it was close for me. Flip. I could have flipped these two: X Men Origins and my next movie, number eight: X Men Apocalypse. This movie was really bad. I walked oh out. I walked out of this movie with you, and we sort of looked at each other. And we're like, "All right, it was fine. It was all right. It was whatever. It was not one of the best, but it was not terrible. It's pretty bad in retrospect." Um, they managed to waste uh, one of the best actors of our generation, Oscar Isaac, as Apocalypse. He really is pretty bad. I mean, I, I don't know if I could put that totally on him. He committed, but it's the makeup looks terrible. The character really isn't given much great things to do in the oh, movie. Yeah. Um, they really lose, they started to lose sight in this movie of what they were doing with the characters uh, like Magneto and like uh, 
and uh, what's her name? Uh, I'm blanking. Mystique. Um, I think they have these big name actors in this in those roles uh, with Michael Fassbender and Jennifer Lawrence, and they just kind of felt like they needed to keep them involved for the mm-hmm. sake of the right. keeping them in the franchise. But it just, they they felt out of place, and it just felt strange. Um, I will give it to the young cast in this movie. Uh, yeah. Ty Sheridan yeah. as uh, as Cyclops is good. really good. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, Sophie Turner is really good as Jean Grey. A lot of the other young kids are really do a good job. But it's just a lot of really uh, strange decisions that were made with that movie. And it's yeah. just, uh, especially after Days of Future Past, it felt like such a downgrade. Uh, but you know what? It also, like, it, like, it totally denied the it's it the time like its own time stream from the from the movie beforehand it totally just like denied itself it denied itself in the fact that at the end of i believe it was um at the end of days of future past they and the post credit scene you see like a young you know um striker. um hmm? striker no 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 um you saw a young uh What's the character's name? Apocalypse. I don't know why I'm blanking. A young oh, Apocalypse right. sitting at the edge that. of like a cliff, and then at the beginning of, and then and you see at the edge of like in Egypt, and he's just like standing on the edge of like a cliff, like a like a dune. And then when we come to the next one, Apocalypse, they like sh- they showed the history of Apocalypse and had nothing to do with that end credit scene. It's just like they're constantly doing things to just take their whole, um, take their whole sort of universe and like negate things from the past movies and like yeah that was another thing um they had logan in a cage in in apocalypse but it was like how did he get there during the movie like mystique had him in a on a boat yeah they showed they showed nothing how she she was involved in that it was right listen i'm all for like continuing continuities after a a long time you know the first x-men was in 99 we're almost 20 years later and it's still going i think that's that's you know listen they said hey we're gonna make another uh, another star wars movie the sequel to return of the jedi after 30 years i was like cool let's keep it going i'm all for it but you got to be able to keep it up i mean they they've lost you know they said first they made the original trilogy then they said we're making first class and it's not connected then they made days of future past and they're like it's just getting it's connected forget all the stuff that didn't make sense then they were like, okay, we're going to keep it going with Apocalypse, but they changed things. And it's just, listen, if it's going to get this messy that you can't maintain it, then just don't do it. Like, start over again. To the point that now they're at, like, the point where they're, like, with Logan, they're like, different thing. Totally different thing. Totally different Yeah, they're different saying universe. that that's not, yeah, that's not taking place in the Deadpool, same timeline. Deadpool, not even the same universe as Deadpool. Deadpool and Logan, not even the same. It's it's confusing, and it's it, it really, like, throws you off watching these movies. Yeah. Because you're supposed to think, oh, they're all X-Men movies, but are they? Like, no. Are they all the same? No thing, and also apocalypse was where I think the uh, the time the the time jumps between these movies really got problematic yeah. because it was supposed to jump ten years every movie. So it looked the same from the sixties. Yeah, first yeah, first class was in the sixties. Days of Future Past was in the seventies. Then this was supposed to be in the eighties. Man, well you and haven't all, changed much yeah, since exactly. the Cuban Missile Crisis, have you? <laughs> exactly. It's crazy that that none of them they clearly have only aged six years five years however long was between the movies yeah and they're trying to make it that they've aged 20 years get out of here it's Come time on. for if you're gonna Either, do that yeah. it's time for prosthesis of exactly. some kind do do a little bit more in the makeup department because it, it just it, it takes you out of the movie it sounds like a nitpicky thing 
but it takes you out of the movie when you really think about how old Professor X and Magneto are supposed to be and how old Mystique, I mean, Mystique can change her appearance because she's a shapeshifter, but uh, the other ones, especially how old they're supposed to be yeah. as compared to how old they look. Yeah. It's a little, it's getting a little ridiculous. And especially now that they're saying the next one, they want to keep it going and have it take place in the nineties. That's going to be really problematic. I mean, you, you know what, what also like when I thought, Oh crap, these must be different universes was when I saw the trailer for Logan and, um, Professor Xavier had hair on the sides of his head. Um, that was what told me it was a different universe because Professor X lost his hair during the whole apocalypse thing. Oh, yeah. Like, and it all fell out. Yeah, and he so, was clean bald for the yeah, rest of the X-Men movies. Yeah, and he was, exactly. And so now in Logan, he has hair on the sides of his head, which is more in line with the professor who um, shaves his head for Cerebro yeah. purposes. Um but I just was like, mm, this can't be the same thing. And if it is, someone screwed up again. Yeah. And I think that's honestly, that's one of the biggest reasons why Apocalypse was bad. It's just like, get your timeline in order. Get Figure out what you want to do. With it. Do you want to focus on making a good movie or do you want to keep them going? I'd rather you make an individual good movie than try and keep up a franchise for 20 years. Just start yeah. over if you have to. It's fine with me. I'm cool. Uh, anyway, next on my list, number seven, X-Men 3, The Last Stand just not a good movie we can it's not much to really go into it's not a great movie uh number six i had x2 x-men united hmm. uh i i just for some reason i it's not i don't think it's because it's a bad movie uh, i just it never connected with me even as a kid when i was nine or ten years old when that movie came out it was just never the one that connected with me i had more of a connection as a kid with x-men the last stand than i did with this one uh, not not bad, but it just doesn't wow me. I, I I'm gonna get a lot of heat for that one because a lot of people love this movie. I think a lot of people think it's one of the better ones in the franchise, but I'm not with it. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. It, it's not a bad movie, but it's not great. It's middle, like you said, with first class, middle of the pack. middle of the ground. Um, number five, I had the Wolverine. You better have such a good explanation, or I'm gonna kick you so hard in the shin. I started to struggle because this is where I started to really like these movies. And they sort of... I, I could have made a lot of arguments for how I ordered them what from here on. this, five? This is five. God, you're going to get um, kicked. This is a really good movie, uh, first and foremost. It, a lot better than it had any business being. It was a really cool story. I just... I liked the other four better. I, the other four at the top of my list, I just liked them better. Well, that's really, some people are just wrong, and that's so, fine. Some people are just wrong. Um, it, it is a really cool movie, though. If you haven't seen it, or if you haven't watched it in a while, go watch it. I can't recommend this movie enough. I feel like I have to overhype it because I put it at five, but it's a really good movie. I and just I'm like in the room, pup. I just like the other four. <laughs> the, be the best part of that movie is when he's, he's like interrogating the guy, oh, yeah. and he's gonna throw him. He's gonna throw him no, off the uh, edge. That, that, and, no then, he's like, guy. and then he goes, and he, the guy gives him what he wants, and he's like, "Wait, I give you what you wanted." <laughs> Logan throws him over, and he goes, "I didn't like it." <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, "Wait, I told you this. I didn't like it." Oh wait, and then she asked him, she's like, how did you know there was a pool down there? And he goes, I didn't. <laughs> I also that I'll get I'll get into the Wolverine, but my I love the quips in that movie. I also love at the end when the uh when that uh ninja that the girl Mariko uh knows from her childhood, he has like the whole foot uh ninjas on the rooftop and he's asking uh he's asking Logan because he thinks he doesn't have his healing factor. He's like basically like give up and then the Wolverine just pops his claws and goes Go fuck yourself, pretty boy. And I was like, yes. Yeah. I was like, this is That's awesome. the Logan we're going to get plenty of in Logan. 
Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Oh man. Um Gets number and number four I have uh the original X Men. Uh, it's it's a great movie. Number four? Yeah. Again, <laughs> I think wrong with you. See, I'm glad we disagree. <laughs> Someone didn't love you as a child. I think listen, it's a great movie. Obviously it's the one that kicked them all off. I think there's you know, it, it there's some iconic performances in there. It gave us Wolverine. Uh, it gave us Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. It gave us Patrick Stewart's uh, Professor X. It gave us. Uh, it gave us every, everything that we have with this franchise, and it gave us Ian McKellen's Magneto, like awesome stuff. Um, but I do, I do think just watching it now, mm. it, it's definitely a little dated. It definitely is a product of 1999. It's a campy movie. It's still a lot of fun, but yeah, I but think you that's see, what... you see, like this is why. I won't tell you where it is on my list, but I will say the only reason you have modern superhero movies is because of that movie. That was the that was the seriousness from the camp of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. It was the dark leather superhero movies that were the Dark Knight and uh, trilogy, and it was it was movies po- superhero movies post Joel Schumacher Batman. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. It I recreated think... the genre again. I think... so that camp was. Very neat, necessary. I think this. I, I think X Men and Spider Man are, are the like forefathers of all these superhero movies that we have today. I think without those two, uh, I think it took. It was the the combination of those two that really produced the genre and really made it what it is. Like today. I think that people totally forget to say thank you to X Men. Totally I think you're right. Do. Like without that movie. No one would have believed in superhero movies again. The market totally crashed after '97 with Batman, um, and, Robin. With Batman and Robin. Yeah. People were like, "We're done with it, done, done." And then, then they were like, "You know, let's make an X Men movie. The cartoon did great a few years back. Why don't we just make a movie of that?" And they were like, "You know what? Shoot it, do it." Yeah. And I, I, and it totally, it totally worked, and it gave, it led the way for the rest. Of the super and you know, and, and it wasn't it wasn't any sort of cash cow. Actually, you know, I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but Lauren Schuler Donner, the producer of this of X Men and all the other X Men movies, uh, came and spoke to one of my right. classes yeah, no, once, and she basically said that uh, that she the the comics came across her desk, like the the materials, everything that came across her desk. It wasn't any sort of cash cow. It was like she saw the actual materials, the story, and the Is characters. Is she married to Dick Donner? Mm-hmm. Sorry to interject. Yep. Go ahead. Uh-huh. And uh, she basically, she said that they they made the movie based on that she, the fact that she thought the material was good. And I think that's something that, you know, Marvel really gets these days. Um, that, that I think it's the reason why DC is sort of failing. I think it, it just, it, yeah. it really, it was the, uh, it was the, that and 89 Batman and uh, the original Superman really yeah. got the just left. Like, think about that. Yeah. Dick Donner made Superman. Yeah, that's true. Um, with, uh, I mean, no, he doesn't want anyone to be, mention them in the same sentence, but produced by the Salkins, uh, he did um, He did the Super Superman movie. And so when your wife has the X-Men books come across her desk and it looks like a good idea, you know, that's in, that's in your marital blood. Yeah. You know, it's like, you whoop, worked out <laughs> well for my husband. Superman was the greatest success yeah. um, uh, post-Star Wars. Uh, made you believe a man could fly. True, and it's so, just yeah, you gotta sometimes you know those, these movies all look kind of crazy. Eighty nine Batman, Superman, uh, X Men, they all look like crazy concepts uh, off the top. But yeah. uh, you gotta it shows that if you trust the material and trust that you have something good, and you have 
good characters to build on and just trust them to do the work for you, they'll they'll do it. Yeah. Um, but like I said, if I'm just looking at it as a movie itself, uh, I don't know if I can justify putting it higher uh, personally. Okay. But uh, let's go let's go into our top three here. So what was your uh, what was your third favorite? Third favorite for me was actually going back into the discussion X Men. It was my childhood uh, in the year two two thousand nineteen ninety nine two thousand there. You know when I had it over that 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 summer. Mm-hmm. It was like finding some sort of scripture it was it was um, i'll never forget seeing the wolverine in the ring um at the beginning of the movie when we first see logan uh you know in i i'm supposing like you know very upstate new york uh, or canada i don't remember i haven't seen the movie in a long time and he's in the ring and like doing these like dog fights and uh you know you have him he he kicks the crap out of this guy and then you just see him with his arm up against the wall um, with that feral look on his face, and he's like, he's just, he just, I think he's like, even like, he's got a cigar in that scene, but I'm not yeah. sure. But I was like, you know, oh no, he's got the cigar when he comes down. He's like at the bar. Yeah. Um, and then those guys come up behind him, um, because they think he rigged the fight because he's a mutant. And then he pops his claws on on them, and breaks their shotgun. Uh, and break, and it's like the cool. Cool, it's the coolest cool thing, you know. And it was like, you know, I come growing up a fan of the cartoon. It was like someone just made that very real, um, and it was cool down to like in the the first episode of the cartoon. You have you have um, you have an angry Logan like the tell Cyclops I made his car a convertible, and then in the movie you have him stealing Cyclops's bike, and it was like and it was the coolest thing seeing them all together on screen. I'll never forget it. Being See, a I, fan of those shows, I'll give you this. I, I think I also I think it means a little bit more to you because you saw it like as a kid in the movie theater. I didn't see it until I was like third or fourth grade. I was a few oh, years yeah. older. I was like right at, probably right around the time that X two came out. Probably right afterwards. Um, so I don't have that element of it for me. Like I would, I think I give a lot more respect to, uh, the original Spider-Man than a lot of people for that same yeah. reason. So who knows? Maybe if I'd seen it. Yeah. Favorite. I got, I got, I, that movie is also just another note. Oh, uh, seeing Hugh Jackman in that movie was a huge reason why I got into shape in the first place. Going back when I got overweight and I felt like kind of beaten down, I went back towards the X-Men movies and remembered when I first you know, noticed that the male physicality could be intimidating and could look and could look cool to me. And that was with Hugh Jackman. And I actually met him on the street once. And it was like the best moment ever, purely because of how much he lent to my life through that X-Men movie. So that, that definitely has top yeah, that's three. That's awesome. That's awesome. And now look, now you dress up as Wolverine sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, my third favorite uh, was X-Men First Class. Um, I don't think this movie always gets enough credit because you think about where the franchise was at that point x-men origins wolverine was a pretty colossal failure i would say um i think it could have very well died this franchise could have ended with x-men origins wolverine that could have been the end of it um i think it took a movie like first class to really give it new blood um matthew vaughn coming in and really doing something different with it and it was fun and it had a really youthful energy. I thought it was an interesting story. I thought they really captured the Professor X Magneto dynamic. They did. Uh, some great performances from James McAvoy and Jennifer Lawrence and Michael Fassbender. Uh, it's just, it really, and they, they made some of these other mutants that 
uh, weren't really necessarily big names. They sort of brought them into the fold. People like Banshee were, were not big characters, and they didn't they didn't depend like there was the total opposite problem. I wouldn't say it's a problem. It was the total opposite of the problems that X Men Origins Wolverine has. They tried to yeah. squeeze in every big name character from the comics and from the cartoons. X Men First Class was like, let's just throw in some characters here that fit the need of the movie, and let's make it let's make a really cool a movie. Zazel. Yeah, like what? <laughs> like it was, it was. They really didn't feel the need to. They just felt the need to make a good movie. It seemed. Um, yeah. It was written by uh, by Zach Stentz and his. I forget his partner's name, but Zach Stentz also wrote Thor. Um, mm. Written some episodes of The Flash. Uh, so it's it's just a really really well done movie, and I I think it doesn't always get the credit it deserves. Absolutely, that's a good way to look at um, it. Yeah, my number two uh, was X Men: Days of Future Past. As, as you can tell, I'm a little bit more inclined to the newer movies because I think that's sort of when it really all started to to come together. Um, I, I, as you can tell from my list, I think X-Men 1 was really strong and then they sort of, you know, X-Men 2 was good and just sort of lost its footing for a few years and they really picked it up strong these past few, obviously, up until X-Men Apocalypse. Right. Um, I really liked Days of Future Past because I, I felt like we didn't get the closure that we deserved on the original trilogy. Because X Men: uh, The Last Stand was really not, not a good movie, and it was it gave us weird closure with characters like Cyclops and Professor X, where they just randomly died. Uh, yeah, it was it was a strange move uh, to 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 do what they did with uh, X Men: The Last Stand. And I think X Men: Days of Future Past was a real good middle finger to the people. And that how made cool that movie. was it hearing the the X Men theme from when we were kids in the theater again? Was so cool. Yeah, I mean, I think it was just such a good move to have Brian Singer come back, and it, it just made sense for them to make that movie when they did, because that that was always a, an interesting storyline, the Days of Future Past story. And I felt like they did it at the perfect time where they could do it justice. The fact that they had the two separate casts yeah. and were able to meld them together. You know, obviously, there are things that don't make sense. There are continuity issues. Um, but it's just so much That's fun. That's Brian that I don't... Singer for you. Exactly. It's just, it was so much fun of a movie that I didn't even really care all too much. Peter Dinklage was in it. A little, little Game of Thrones action. Uh, I thought it was, it was just a really cool movie. And I really, I really enjoyed it. Definitely. My number two. Was the Wolverine. Mm. And that is because for me, again, as a Wolverine fan, <laughs> that movie was just friggin' cool. It was it was everything you'd want in a Wolverine movie. I'm sure I'll feel differently once Logan comes out. Um, it was just the start of seeing... For me, It's this is so bittersweet having this be the last outing for... Uh, Jackman as Wolverine because I feel like he really hit his stride with the Wolverine. Um, just even everything changed and I don't think anyone anyone really noticed. Like even like just the fact like when he there's a um, there's a scene, there's an action scene in a uh, Japanese garden and Wolverine um, is hopping over rocks and he's kind of running like an animal on all fours like over things parkour style and you go never seen wolverine do that yeah to a certain degree i mean he was in every movie up to, he's he's been in every x-men movie up until logan and i think like you said they sort of yeah. didn't it's almost like he didn't hit his stride like they didn't really feel the full potential of what the wolverine character could be up until that point yeah uh, it would feel like a lot of wasted wasted time wasted uh, in the wrong places, trying to figuring out where to go with that character when really. The well, Wolverine I just think that they they, they did the wrong thing. They tried to um, 
they tried so hard to so quickly find the humanity of this character, like in the happiness of this character, which I don't think should have been the point. Um, I think that I think that what you're going to see in Logan, um, hopefully, hopefully, this is if I made the movie, um, is the fact that it could take you as many lifetimes as Wolverine has lived, and you're still the same person with the same mental um, handicaps, with the same attitude with the same you can live five lifetimes and be the same guy and also be people's hero to them but also that doesn't mean in your head you're a hero it doesn't mean that you wake up and you have a great attitude it doesn't mean that you found happiness sometimes you just don't and you can live as many lifetimes as it takes and you're still you and i think that that's the point of wolverine in the end is he's such a flawed guy and he's got such an attitude problem and people find it so hard to like live with Logan as a friend. And the point is he just he he it's not that he even wants to or feels the need to get there at some point. It's just the fact that you can live from the 1800s till now and you'll still never be perfect. And I think that they will those original X-Men movies tried to like make Logan a happy teacher by the end of it. And it was like, yeah, Logan can become a teacher of, of, of people and like a little more evolved. But the point of Logan is you never get rid of those demons. Um, and I think that we're going to, I hopefully, it feels like we're going to see that in, in Logan. But I liked that in the Wolverine, he wasn't trying to seek some kind of forgiveness. He he had, he at the beginning of the movie, he was done being Wolverine. He didn't want to kill anymore. And then, you know, the animal was back. It needed, he needed to be, he was coaxed out. Just yeah, like I the think bear that's... at the beginning of the movie. That was an, a whole allegory for him at the end of the movie. Which I don't. People didn't notice this symbolism, but it was shot with a poison broadhead, and at the end he was shot in the back a million times with um, poisoned arrows, mm -hmm. and he kind of like you know ended up on the ground just like the just like the hunted uh, bear at the beginning of the movie. And so in a way, like I just loved the symbolism of the movie. I thought it was feral. I thought it was awesome. You had a great you know scene from Hugh Jackman when he got up off that operation table and he ended up uh, fighting. Um, fighting the main character's son in samurai armor and uh you know the hot whole i'm the wolverine moment it just didn't i mean it, cool. it, when it was coming out it didn't look like it was going to be a great movie so it was a nice surprise that it ended up turning out as good as it did um you're number one it looks like we're at the look we we, we both uh, have the same one here i have what, what what do you have the only one that we haven't talked about what is that deadpool oh Oh, I have the X-Men fan film from YouTube. Oh, ooh, this is awkward. No, I don't. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so we both have the same one here, Deadpool. Um, Deadpool. I mean, listen, it was just... Everyone loves this movie for very clear reasons. It's just... It was such a breath of fresh air, not only in the X-Men universe, but in the superhero genre as a whole. Yeah. In, the, in, in this time that we're living in where there's, you know, even people like us who love every single one of them can turn around and say, wow, there's a lot of superhero movies. There's too many superhero oh, movies. Yeah. This felt like such a different sort of movie. It was funny. It was violent. It was vulgar. It was... Irreverent. Yeah, it, it just didn't feel the need to conform to the standards of what a superhero movie is. And just the passion that it took to yeah. get this movie made between Ryan Reynolds and Tim Miller... It was an underdog and story. And Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. The, 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 those four guys really <clears throat> wanted to... Yeah, it's an underdog story. Those four guys really wanted to get this movie made. Yeah. And it shows that they had passion on screen. Um, it wasn't a high-budget movie. It didn't feel the need to like, go big, go over the top. 
They just wanted to make a good movie because they knew that they had the source material that people wanted to see. Yeah, and I didn't even like Deadpool. I actually hated Deadpool. From my my experience at conventions is seeing the guys in the body stockings with no dance belt on and their schlongs almost taped to their legs, and uh, just seeing them and they're like, you know, they screw with you and they they walk around like they have like they can touch you and stuff, and you just want to kick them in the nuts and drop them down the escalator, but you can't um, because apparently that's frowned upon. But um, that's my experience with Deadpool and his fans. It's like Yankee fans. They're just obnoxious to the point where you don't hate the Yankees, you hate the fans. Um, and then you hate the Yankees because then you hate the fans. But but he is the Yankees of, of superhero movies. But then when I saw the movie, it all changed, and I immediately fell in love with, with Ryan Reynolds' take on the character. I no longer feel the same way. I still feel the same way about the Yankees and their fans. Um, but then I would say the New England Patriots are a good example. You know? Definitely. Yeah, you, you hate them. You hate them. You hate them. But they get on the field and they are the best. And you can't you can't dispute it. And I think that's the thing is like if that's how you felt about Deadpool, if you felt Deadpool was, was undeniable. If you don't like Deadpool, you have no funny bone. Yeah, that movie. I mean, it was just it, it was. It was just as good as an action movie as it was as a comedy. It was well written. It was every everyone gave a great performance. Although I have to say, you might Ryan, not like it if you don't get pop culture references. Yeah, those are some good ones in the, there. The, it's the whole the whole movie. Um, the basis of the humor is pop culture. I was disappointed too. I mean, now we're obviously we're coming to the close of movie awards season uh, for the uh, the movies that came out in 2016, and it got a lot of love. It really it, it did well. It was the most critically acclaimed superhero movie in a long time. Mm. It. it Got a, it was nominated at the Writers Guild Awards, at the Directors Guild Awards, the Producers Guild. Uh, it got nominated for multiple Golden Globes, Best Comedy, Best uh, Performance in a Leading Role from Brian Reynolds. Uh, I was upset that it didn't get any any love at the Oscars because I felt like that would have been the perfect conclusion for a movie like this. Now, Deadpool the, wouldn't want an Oscar himself. <laughs> He'd be like, overrated. He wouldn't like it. He's just like the president. Exactly. <laughs> Deadpool is just like Trump. Um except much more likable. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Are you kidding me? I think I went over the quota of two and having it be PG-13, my cursing tonight. Oh, yeah. Sorry, everyone, right. but it is an R-rated Logan and it's an R-rated Dan. Yeah, you're, you're seeing the whole new side of Dan today. Oh, yeah. Um, The side that everyone else sees every other day <laughs> of the week. Um, So, yeah, those are our, uh, our X-Men rankings. Uh. Let us know how you feel. Let us know if you feel the same. We'll come don't. back to you once we see Logan, and I'm sure the book will be rewritten. And yeah, next... obviously we'll have to fit Logan in the pack here somewhere. Maybe you know, remember this list. Remember how we we felt. And remember, we'll... remember this list, and then put Logan at the end of it. Because as long as it turns out as good as the trailer is, I'm totally in. I'm sure I'm gonna crap my pants. I'm curious to see where it fits I'm in. I'm gonna freaking cry, dude. I'm gonna. It doesn't matter what they show me at the end of this. I'm gonna cry. No, because in by the end of those two and a half hours, Hugh Jackman will no longer be Wolverine, and that's true. I, that's that's going to like that'll be like you know when they throw the switch on something, it's going to be horrible. Let's see if he could stay away. I don't know. I I, I think he's done, but. You never know. They lure him back. I mean, Harrison Ford, who would have thought that he'd come back in the... But Harrison Ford also never said, I'm done playing Han Solo. I mean, he just... Keep... He just people just assume that he'd be done with it until they asked him. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I just never... I mean, Harrison Ford came back and did sequels. In the, in the 2000s, he did sequels to Indiana Jones, Star Wars, and Blade Runner. So who's to say in 20 years 
we don't get another Wolverine oh, movie. Oh, we will not. That's a different character. Han Solo and Indiana Jones age Wolverine. Is, That's uh, true. Wait, uh, Wolverine doesn't. Age. What are they gonna show? Freaking Wolverine as a raisin? <laughs> like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anywho. Anywho. But like, you know what's great? Star Wars Rebels. Star Wars Rebels. Here's the thing. So Dan and I were talking about this earlier, and we were watching uh, this week's episode of the show, and we're kind of talking about how can we talk about it on the podcast and i realized i was like i don't think a lot of people really watch star wars rebels which is Uh, a shame it's you know what it is it's it's a cartoon and i get that listen we're all adults here it's a little weird for adults to be watching cartoons no it is not you're the problem we can i am the problem we can all admit it it's not you know we got we got more adulty things to watch uh but my thing is if you're a star wars fan you're in between movies here uh, you, know, you, you gotta wait between Rogue One and Last Jedi and you wanna get your Star Wars fixed I think Rebels is a really good way to do it I, I just you know I wanted to touch on it quickly here at the end of the podcast uh, just because I really really I, we really wanted to recommend this yeah, to people that haven't been watching it I mean I was I was I've been watching it since since about when it came out and like maybe like three months after and I fell in love every shot looks like it could be in the movies um, and every piece of it seems genuine Freddie Prince plays a great um, plays a great leader um, in this show and even even the characters that show up in in Rogue One I won't spoil who their the cameo um, is made by um, in some way um, I mean, but can, it's so it's so cool and it, it's affected by it's affected by the movies, and the movies are affected now by this yeah, show. Yeah, it's, it's really – I mean, it's a part – it's a cool piece of world building because it really is a part of the universe. You know, obviously, the rebels that we yeah. see in A New Hope uh, and in Rogue One, it's the Rebel Alliance. So it's an alliance of a bunch of different rebel groups, and, you know, this show sort of follows one group. And the how, Phoenix Squad. Yeah, how they got started, how they joined up with more of the rebels that we know and that we know from the movies. Uh, and we can spoil a little bit. I mean, there's – it's I, – I won't get into the more recent stuff. But there's a lot of great cameos from people uh, from the movies and, you know, the actors that play them. James Earl Jones is on the show as Darth Vader. Frank Oz is on the show as Yoda. Billy D. Billy D. Williams is on as Lando Calrissian. Smooth talker. Yeah. Um, So there's some really cool stuff that I think a lot of people don't know about. I really feel like this show flies under the radar. Um, And, yeah, listen, we're adults, but don't be afraid to watch cartoons. Listen, no, no shame. You don't have to tell people. I won't tell anybody. Cartoons are a great way to not make me read a book. Like, honestly. <laughs> like, to be honest with you, like, I love that the Star Wars books come out, and that's, like, really cute, and I'm sure they're on Audible, so I'll probably pick them up at some point and listen. Yeah, but they're long. Um, and but they're like, long and arduous. Not as important. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you watch the show and for 20 minutes a week. You just go, ah, okay, more Star Wars. Cool, it's like lightsabers, lightsabers and Wars stuff. IV. I'm good. Yeah, I got, I got my fix. Watch it, guys. Stop trying to be that guy. Yeah, don't exactly. try and watch not watch cartoons. They're yeah, great. exactly. Honestly, I think making uh, watching cartoons makes you cooler. So, give oh, it, well, give it a shot. Well, debatable. Anyway, guys, I've been Dan. I've been Mike. I figured that out in the last hour. <laughs> yeah, I figured in the last hour you would have found out who you were. I found out. I really, you know what? I find myself in these podcasts. I was really philosophical at the end. Yeah, at the end, you always have some shit to say yeah, that yeah. just like kind of fills up the sound. It's the time, but it's but listen, rambling. The, during, yeah, during the during the podcast, I gotta talk. Uh, I gotta talk about the. It's stuff. just that we don't know how to say goodbye to you guys. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to leave. Because then we have a whole week until we get to just talk at you again. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I love. Uh, 
really spending this time together, as I say always. Um, but in the meantime, uh, between now and next week, when we speak to you again, be sure to check out all the other podcasts, yes. Hot Salad World, some good stuff on there. Uh, check out the website, hotsaladworld.com, blog, excellent. podcast. The blogs are excellent. Get, get, get your fix. Um, get your laughs. Get your laughs. <laughs> uh, like, subscribe, rate. Do it all. ITunes, review. Whatever it's called. Review, rate, subscribe, like, share, follow. Do it all. iTunes.com. Do you? Is it iTunes.com or is it just like an application? It's uh, the application it's... iTunes. Yeah, you can do it iTunes. on the website. You'll you can do it. it on the application. You yeah, can do exactly. it anywhere you want to. Whatever you, you want to do. You do what you want and go where you want to roam around the world. We just want you to be here with us. And uh, here we are on the dark side. And we'll see you next week. See ya. Peace.